0: Okay,
1: let's start with the prayer. Oh, oh <speaking in foreign language>
2: Good morning, good evening, and welcome. So, you know, as usual, who would like to take a stab at summarizing what you've learned in the first few pages?
3: is not necessarily a part of the text. I mean, it is a, what I read here, which actually got me to think tangentially. Is on the second page of the chapter, which talks, the first sentence on the top, which talks about religions generally make only promises of redemption, saying that if you do this or that, you will be saved. But the Gita says you need not do anything. But I like the way, you know, yes, that sentence, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I Alpuna knows I had this huge discussion with her on that as compared to what i appreciate about how we are all raised and um, so for me and i love the way later on he actually discusses it in the book about you know it doesn't mean that just because you sit there and you meditate you know whether you're actually what is it perceived as so for me that seemed to be the foundation of a lot of what was discussed in the few pages
2: yeah That's well said, so you know what, we will do one thing, you know, we have Shanta in between today, in our middle today, and uh, maybe, you know, we will uh, just say a short prayer for the departed soul and, you know, figure out if uh, we can somehow support her in the time of this need. All right. So, Anu, getting back to our topic, so do you want to elaborate on that first part of how, you know, the Hinduism is compared with other religions? That would be very helpful.
3: Oh Oh my goodness, that's that's like a (laughs) tall order. (laughs) I don't think I'm in any shape or form can do that. But I just find that extremely significant because there used to be so many questions, especially when children were growing up, and they saw people of other faiths having this weekly ritual of having to do this and do that, and it was also mandated. Whereas for us, we didn't have to go anywhere or follow a mandate, but it could be more on introspection, living life, and just following by example. And I find that beautiful when you're, especially raising a child in a multicultural environment,
4: or even when you live in
3: a in an environment where it doesn't require you to have. It's not very very yes i know that it's always hinduism is associated with rituals and everything else but if you actually go down deep to the root cause it truly isn't and i think that's this set me off thinking that you know maybe we haven't i mean all of us follow it in a very different way and it did actually you know bring home to me a a very significant thought that it's fine you know what we're doing and even this discussion it's so varied the discussion that we have here it isn't prescribed it does take what it is and so to understand what we should do takes on so many paths and I think that's important to remember as we go along also to me at least
2: yeah and and, and uh, just to continue on what you said uh, you know one of the other things that uh, that that is important thing take away for me in this chapter is the need for uh, guru sishya parampara which was an important uh, thing uh, you know um, i used to have the same question that vp you asked me sometime back when we met in uh, in uh, delhi right in Gurgaon. you know how can you you know s- segregate the wheat from the shaft you know there's so many quote unquote gurus who can take you for granted and who can you know do play play with your mind right but the whole the whole point is you know the way that i figured out in this is that you know does this person have a guru does that guru have another guru does that person have another guru so is there a lineage and unless until i see that there is somebody who claims that he is coming from this particular lineage i'm wary of that person by default it's like not picking the stocks with certain criteria that's all they may be good, but not interested.
3: And and I think that's kind of said so in this about you cannot hope to discover or intuit this knowledge by yourself and you need a teacher. That's what it just says. It just states yes. that sentence, that's it. Yes. Yes.
5: And the teacher can come in any form. So what, yeah. I think, what I said in my response was, you know, how would we even know that we are we don't know ourselves so somebody had to highlight that or something or some event or something has to trigger that that even that curiosity because the, we don't need any evidence that i exist we never ask do we ever question i am there i am there i know i am there so you know whether but this whole quest started that okay who i think i am is not what i am that also you know, so I I think the need of, of the teacher or the event or the thing is to even ask us to probe into it whether you know who you really are. You know, sometimes. So.
2: so in the other in the other uh, Bitsin group, right? Uh, you know, we are this wingo wingies of twenty four guys, and we have another group called Silent Twenty Four. You know, I generally uh, posted couple of excerpts from my book. And there was a huge discussion and people are still going through the debate like I already see a bunch of messages popped up on my this thing. And basically the whole idea was, uh, uh, you know, trying to explain to them that yes, you know, there is something beyond what science is, because science looks at the objective world and the moment you bring in a subject into it, then the rules of science, the Newtonian world or the Einsteinian world actually breaks, because suddenly the subjective person has come into the whole picture, right? And then we are trying to debate back and forth and all that. And so, at least I've been able to excite a few people. I don't know if you guys know, funny. know, uh, yeah. He's excited now to say, okay, yeah, tell yeah. me where do I start? <laughs> 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 so, I don't know where that's going to lead. But, you know, i got one uh, one person who's interested to understand who he is and uh, figure out. <laughs> well, uh, so, Rajesh, uh, you can make
6: it too because my, my wife, Girija, is also now... Uh, starting to get into it so she's actually reading it these chapters and and you know uh, starting to think about joining the group so that makes it too
2: thriller welcome <laughs> yes. yeah. your voice is low satya can you speak louder
1: yeah so actually i'm using uh, two devices uh, so, you know, my query is that, you know, it, the guru need not be somebody, you know, who has renounced everything and, you know, I mean, we're not talking about that only as a guru, right? So, a guru could be anybody from whom I'm teaching.
2: Yes. Yes. So, you know, like, and I think we discussed this some time back, right? The, uh, uh, the greatest uh, guru are people that you would find them in very uh, uncanny places. Like, you know, for example... Um, they are the people like what Alpana was saying. They are the people who trigger that seed in you. Okay, like for example, in my case, um, you know, uh, I, I, and I've written that as part of my book also. And uh, you know, when we lost the first pregnancy, that is when it triggered me. That even triggered me, my search. Okay, and you know, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a big thing for me at that point of time. You know. Whatever age I was, 27, 28, is a big thing. And then, then the next event that happened was someone who is close to us, whom we all of us know, you know, she passed away from cancer. I said, "Oh, what's happening?" You know, those those triggered. But then you keep meandering, you keep meandering, and then you you figure out that yes, there is something beyond what we are understanding. Maybe we need to know what it is. And then you will, based on my mindset, I found the right quote unquote. Uh, person or the tradition which my mindset was able to gel with. That's all. And that will happen automatically. Like for example, right now, you know, some of you, most of you are are (coughs) looking up to Sarva Priyananda's uh, talks, right? Yes. You know, in some sense, he is your guru, virtual guru. You may not have met him. Right. uh, It doesn't matter. The teachings are there. And and, and Rajesh,
0: even, 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 yeah, thanks rajan yeah um no, I, I follow him a lot now and i really like the way he articulates uh, he's very 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 good but rajesh just even even this group that we have like and we learn from each other even that's like some form of like a collective guru right
2: yeah that's where i want to be a little careful because uh, you know sh- in in in, uh, in my my definition you know guru is someone who's gone through the traditional part uh, path of learning, formally, okay? So there are actually two qualifications for the Guru, you know, we can talk about that a little later. Um, uh, one who has formally studied and who can communicate. Second one is one who has assimilated that particular understanding within himself. Second one is difficult to identify, you know, but the first one is very easy to identify if the person has followed a tradition he has gone through. Understood. No, that sense. yeah sense. Uh, what you're saying actually is covered in
5: Gita. So... I think there are four shlokas across Gita which talks about Parasparam, you know, you, you discuss it so that the understanding is clearer with like-minded people because and you you know there are some doubts which may not appear to me but when someone raises because they may appear at some point in time but we are resolving them now and here so Correct. it's a very powerful thing so I'm not undermining it at all but as Rajesh said um, I'm not sure whether any one of us is authorized or you know can advise really we are stuck at some point we'll give our viewpoint yeah. but we still we still label it I mean Kishore always says this is my understanding I mean also, also you know it's it's meant that it is our understanding at our current stages so it's right. not we not have anybody who who's there you know who, who's yeah. gone through this right so, so yeah, my, he's, a, he's actually a, he was a mechanical engineer so you know what what uh, Rajesh was saying, yeah, you start connecting with somebody, you think, you know, because your temperament, your mindset, etc., yeah,
2: but we do, think, we do think of this as satsang, you know, yeah. like, you know, this is, this is like,
1: uh,
2: you know, bringing out ideas, you know, viewpoints that we are all learning from each other, but then the learning itself come, will come from a particular <laughs> tradition, and it could be a different tradition for everybody, it doesn't matter. What matters is yeah.
4: because the truth is the same thing. It's just that expression is different, that's all. Now, this is Mananam, right? If you say it in a different way. Right. In, in, right. in many ways, uh, out of shavanam, Mananam, mananam for, the, for the most part, Shavanam has to come from a Guru. Um, mm-hmm. So that will be best received from a Guru.
7: One of the things yeah. which crossed my mind just now is that uh, when does a person... You know, know for himself that he is good enough to, you know, teach or uh, handhold of somebody to this journey of life. When does a guru? Uh, 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 when does it dawn upon him that he's, you know, not fit to uh, have disciples
2: or? When do you know you are ready to be a parent? <laughs>
7: uh...
1: <laughs>
6: So it may
7: not
1: no, be the no, best no,
6: example, but still, Rajesh, I was going to say that when you're when the Guruji is teaching you, uh, gives you the gives you the sort of uh, permission or uh, what's called as diksha or something to say that okay now you can you can be on your own you are there now.
5: That's the traditional definition, yeah. That when the Guru tells you you're ready to go out. And no,
7: spread, yeah. my my question was different. I mean the uh, uh, guru also it must be dawning upon him na that uh, or else maybe you know uh, he uh, sort of uh, in these kind of discourses the way we are having you know here a bunch of 10 people and then he he has his point of view and he starts becoming popular within a group and slowly it evolves on him or it dawns upon him and what what has what has happened with the guru himself
1: okay
2: I think I'll have to explain this uh, the way that I understand and Maybe, you know, Alpana Kishore, you guys can compliment it. So I think I explained this in Ajay was talking. See, there, the, there are two categories of people, right? First category is known as uh, Shrotriya. Second one is Brahma Jignasa. Okay, so the first category, Shrotriya, basically means someone who has heard it traditionally, has gone through a formal education. He may not know, he may not have, quote unquote, enlightened himself. That doesn't matter. But he knows the concepts and he's got the ability to express so that you can understand it. That's one category, okay? Second category is people who have, you know, may uh, 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 saying it jokingly, but please don't take it jokingly, who have sat under a tree and they said, yes, I'm realized, I know what it is, okay? There used to be a guy called Yogi Vemana in uh, Andhra Pradesh who, uh, who was like that, okay? And uh, uh, and you know he never studied any scriptures or anything like that. But he quote unquote was a realized person. Uh, that that's that kind of people maybe later on they'll go back and study the scriptures and then you know go back and talk. Like you know Ramana Maharshi was the one, was that person who first realized himself and later on he went and studied the scriptures formally. And he quotes for quotes from the scriptures because you know although he doesn't talk and all that, but he he does he his communication is that. But there are other people who may not have got that experience, whatever that they expected to get, but they have formally studied, like, do a PhD, double PhD and all that, and then they are then they go ahead and communicate that because they have the power of expression.
7: Oh, the second explain. example yeah. what you gave, you know, is exactly what happened with uh, Sadhguru. Yeah, possible. He, he, he sat there on the channel Hill uh, one of one of the stones uh, nearby in the mountains or, uh, and for let's say three or four days he was in a tan mudra without knowing what he was doing
2: yeah so, I get you I get you okay getting back to the text um, sorry
8: Sonali go ahead yeah one thing I wanted to add like if someone goes and wants to make somebody his or her guru, not necessarily that the guru will accept him or her as His disciple, you know, you have to, the Guru will, you know, observe you and talk to you and only when he feels you are ready to be his disciple, only then he will take you. So, I mean, there is a, you know, state of readiness that is needed. Like, uh, not, I mean, at least from what I see here, you know, in Ramakrishna Mission in Kolkata, like, you want to go get diksha, the guru might not give you diksha, you know. He will talk to you, see if you are ready and only then he will give uh, you diksha. Because yeah. suppose if, if you if you become his disciple you have to, you know, follow certain certain things. Like you have to chant and whatever is required by the Guru you have to do those certain things. If you don't do it then it will be an insult to the guru. So the guru, you know, have to make sure that you're ready to be disciple. Yeah. Actually going through it you do
5: realize that it's important because I mean I I found this guru in two thousand six and I was initiated in two thousand thirteen. You know, you have that respect, you don't really ask him, why are you not doing it? But I also always feel, why not? Why not? And there was you know, a bit of mm-hmm. uh, agitation in my life.
3: And, you know,
5: 2013 also, almost you know, six, seven years have passed now. And mm-hmm. somewhere I feel, actually, I think I'm now ready to take initiation. So, so it will, you will realize what they say that, you know, they, they, they gauge your readiness for that step i would say so i think what you're also trying to say here is that gurus will also identify what step you are and what's required so when they sometimes when they reject there is a learning in that rejection that you need to prepare yourself for certain things and then come back so that is also in a way they have accepted you as a disciple only then they will do what is right for you you know? Right. So very, very interesting and very subtle to pick up. Um, yes. You know, so but,
8: but a, yeah. a I think you, and... you. I think the there is learning in there, and you have to realize, like, you know, why it is that, you know, you are not ready. Right. So I mean, so it's a, so it will be a path that you're going to follow for, you know, the rest of your life. So are you there? Are you mentally prepared to follow that path? Or you know maybe you at part of the moment you feel you are ready, but after some time you know because of other worldly things you will deviate from the path, you know and not follow that path. So that is that is absolutely you know like they try to make sure that that doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. So just kind of pivoting the discussions, right? So you know what's your view on the 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 topic which says who was the first guru? Do you guys have any? questions or concerns whether you know there is actually such a you know whatever has been expressed here saying that the first guru is still the so-called brahman that we are all trying to figure out where he is he or she is or it is. do you do you have any interesting viewpoints on that or uh, do you agree to what the book says i am not 100 percent there Rajesh.
6: because I get the part that you know um, we can go back and track our own lineage meaning my father my grandfather his father and so on and so forth but I'm still not clear that you know is the point being that the first guru is the consciousness and that's where it flows from so. and and but the question is how does that then delivery happens like somebody has to, to the next person and so I was just reflecting on it and I was not very clear and then I didn't really spend time thinking more about it but that was a very that just uh, and you were asking in that quiz that you know uh, uh, about uh, one of the questions in the quiz was related to this and I wasn't very sure that you know I get the concept completely no I get
2: I get it you know uh, and and uh, I, I, yeah, uh, I also have uh, similar kind of doubts at one point of time. But the logic that I'm using is, uh, if you if you just keep on tracing it back, where will it all trace back to? It will trace back to only one source finally. So that is the source that must have given that knowledge. Some passion, maybe some methodology that it adopted the first time it created Brahma, who in turn started the creation. We don't know. We don't know that.
6: What? And that's and that's the part I'm not clear about. But I'm not, um, and that's why I said I'm not there 100%. Like I'm I'm there uh, to the part where you said that I'm assuming yes, it all goes back to uh, something. That's fine. But then how did it how did it get propagated over the uh, ages and um, you know the new term that uh, Alna said in the group. I forget that. But basically the whole time. You know, which is obviously beyond How did it get <laughs> transferred from one to the other? And and I'm and I just then left it at that, saying that okay, that's not part of really the book or this chapter or this discussion. Yeah. So let's yeah. just put it aside. Yeah. Uh, it's not important. But since you asked, <laughs> it, i understand saying that's where uh, I ended up. Okay.
3: My is a little is... dip.
0: Sorry. So if you can just kind no. of uh, follow up on what uh, what BP said, I mean. This thing about, sort of, you know, it, it's been transmitted from one to the other over a long period of time. And I was intrigued by what kind of uh, the explanation to the shloka and the last sentence says, over a long period of time, Arjuna, that knowledge has been lost. So I was kind of a little bit sort of unsure about what that meant.
4: Yeah, you know, yeah, very good point, Ajay. I I've thought of. I, I I was also thinking about it when I read that. Um, that might be related to, uh, at least my what I'm under- Taking away from this is that uh, it might be related to the avatar, the fact that Krishna is an avatar, um, and then he's re-rendering this knowledge back to Arjuna. Yeah, uh, is, is that how you others see it as well? I, I don't know. So well, that, because that it's not Krishna's Arjuna. Because it's not, uh, this teaching is not, Krishna says this, that it's not my teaching. And right? I'm rendering something that was, uh, that that came through this lineage. Um, so, I as an avatar, uh, I took this avatar to, because this teaching was lost and I want to bring it back. At least that's how I'm seeing it.
3: So the way I see it is a little different. I say we say that. I mean, we always believe that it's all limitless, like you know, timeless, and it's just been there forever. By trying to put when did it start, where did it start, we are then limiting to it. So the way I view it is that that is so. Where did it start is more a question of it was articulate it was be- it began to be articulated in the fashion that we understand it at a certain point in time it's not that it started then or nothing existed before that i think it's more like it was only then that we start actually pondering over it or even trying to understand so it was somebody who started having the same kind of thoughts who started articulating it putting it together in a more understandable manner for it's a bit like domestication i would say from wild to you know, yeah. maybe that's a wrong analogy, but something that it just existed. We're saying it's timeless.
2: Or wireless communication, Rishis were yeah. just sitting and they just kind of you know, grasped it and then they codified it, wrote it down, and then started sharing.
3: Maybe I'm, I mean I don't know that. Just... Anu was
5: saying I completely agree that I think it's just to show that it is not a new knowledge; it has been there. It has been given earlier, also. It has always been there, and yeah, which is, you know, uh, it doesn't have a beginning. And,
1: you mm. know, it's,
5: it's been reiterated because when he says it's been lost, because it has been, it, it has gone from the the, the normal day to day conversation. So, yeah. this thing brings it back so that what has been as i as i pointed that unless somebody asks you questions who you are you wouldn't go into this line at all right and there may be even then us children what we recognize is there were enlightened people around but you know what happens is not all enlightened people try to become a good man somebody else Somebody approaches them but if there aren't common people who are even thinking about it and approaching anybody so it's bringing it back into, uh, in the, in, into the mainstream you know but he's saying that it's not what i'm telling something radically new or different from it has always existed it's uh, i think even you know, i told you what i want to share with
2: so you allegory uh you I, know uh, i want to share this beautiful allegory i was uh, reading uh and uh, in that it's there is a word there's one of the names of uh, the Brahman called as Mahaswanaha. Mahaswanaha means when when he breathes, he breathes Vedas. I mean it's such a poetic way of saying it was always there. Mm.
6: Yeah, you know, I, yes.
1: when,
6: I, read I... That, when I read about that it is being lost, to me instinctively I was thinking that, you know, he's talking about the yuga because this is Kreita and from Syog to Dwapar to Kreita it probably started getting a little bit, you know, not mainstream. I mean, that was sort of instinctively I thought and I sort of understood what he's trying to say.
1: In fact, this discussion is uh, very, uh, you know, interesting that, you know, because when I read that line, you know, I I got a feeling like something similar to what uh, VP was telling that, you know, like across all the avatars, you know, there were, there were times where, you know, uh, somebody i mean some demon somebody was there who was not believing in this whole thing and uh, trying to preach something different uh, trying to do uh, things which were not uh, according to uh, you know this knowledge and uh, uh, and then you know uh, lord came and uh, you know killed that person or you know basically that uh, that avatar got uh, finished right so uh, I, I when i read i was seeing that you know Time and again, you know, there are periods where, um, you know, this knowledge appears to be lost because of some temporary phenomena, and then, you know, it comes back. You know, that's how that's how I uh, read it. Because you know, it has a, and it you know, the last line of that saying, next para it says that like the sun in a solar eclipse, this knowledge is yeah. only covered for the time being. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I I, know, I I.
6: Shatya, what you Shatya, What you said. Uh, it reminded me of the shloka I remember from my twelfth grade, Yada yada, Dharmas ekmani bhaktu Bharata, Abhyutanam Dharmasya, Atmanam. I'm forgetting the last part. Sambhavami yuke yuke. Kirja just corrected me. Tadatmanam srutam Sorry.
2: Tadatmanam srutam Yeah,
6: I forgot the last bit, but that's exactly what I was thinking when I was reading that and saying, okay,
0: this
6: could come in like this. Um, so that's no sort of uh, explains that used to be that, you know, what he's trying to tell Arjuna.
0: Yeah, because I, in, I my, in, my mind, I was, in my mind, I was thinking that, look, you know, if you look at the Pandavas and, and, and even the parvas for that matter, I mean, they had a whole lineage of gurus, right? And it took like the Lord in the form of Krishna to come down and impart that, that knowledge or knowledge of the self and, and that was a bit intriguing because you kind of would like to think that these gurus were really sort of up there and would have would, should have imparted it so it was a bit sort of you know and, and in, 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 in a way you kind of say that look this is how the world kind of functions which is from time to time you know there's intervention from the Lord up there uh, to remind us of our who we are or who who's the eye
8: so here actually i want to point out one thing is like, uh, for like if you see mahabharata they have you know what is uh a formal education they read the shastras they read the they read the shastras they read the you know skills to of, of our, our you know, how to do a battle and all that. And the person whom they learnt it from, they call them their Guru. But then again, you need Krishna to come in to teach you about the worldly matters, about the confusions and, you know, dilemmas that you have. So in that context, with the current, I mean, with that, uh, in the current context, like we also, you know, from our childhood, we come across many teachers in our life you know, teachers who teachers give us a formal education we go to college but still at the end like when we are probably in the middle age you know we look for a guru uh, from a god man who actually guide us through the rest of the life i mean so the teachers so i mean the teachers and the uh, i mean the people who gave us a formal education during our early childhood and, you know, early young life. And so are they not our gurus or, I mean, I mean, why do we need another separate guru now to guide us through?
2: That's a great question. I I, I also thought about this. I think think at the end of the day, uh, uh, from a practical application point of view, uh, the way that I had interpreted this whole thing is that at some time or the other, if you need to get on a spiritual path to really understand who you are, right? Then we need a guru. Now, to your point, uh, Sonali, I think uh, uh, you know in the, in, the, in the tradition, they have you have this thing, especially when where, you know uh, when when you do the thread ceremony, right? At that time, the father traditionally imparts uh, the uh, you know Gayatri mantra to the kid, and then. Uh, uh, what what I, you know, he is considered as a guru and then the, that kid is considered as born again because you know, all the time he has just kind of you know he's been living his life. But only now he's expected to start living it from a spiritual spiritual way. Now the other gurus like who teach us math, physics and all that, if why are they not quote unquote gurus is that they teach us you know what what to earn and how to earn, but they don't know how, they don't teach us how to live our life. Moral education was a class that I used to run away from it as a kid. Very <laughs> difficult to believe, Rajesh. <laughs> only talk moral. <laughs>
4: <time>. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but if you think of olden days, <laughs> when Burukal was there, then it was the same guru who right. would teach you everything.
4: Both, yeah. 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 So, so
5: This is the westernized part of education. Yeah, because, exactly.
4: <laughs>
8: Otherwise,
4: we didn't really need it, but now that it is there, then we do need it.
8: Because, <laughs> because you know, because even, a, even in back, the... You know, coming back in schools also, I think, people are now bringing in concepts like how to, you know, how children should be prepared to, how to lead their life, how to be happy and not get, you know, overcome by stress or anxiety. So I think, especially in the Western world, I think that is... Uh, from the Western education, that part needs to be from our learnings. that part needs to be added and I think in some schools in India, they are getting added, you know, yeah. doing yoga, okay. doing meditation, uh, you know, learning how to be happy, how to be stress-free, anxiety-free, you know, I think those things are getting incorporated in some schools.
5: The problem is yoga has been westernized. They look mostly as physical exercise, which it is which is just one part of it. So that's that's an issue as well. But yeah, attempts have been. So we are in Kalyug. The sattius will come back, right?
4: <laughs> so so yeah, and, even in the
5: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry, Kishore.
4: <laughs> no, yeah. What I meant was, um, you know, the uh, Gita also. And Vedas actually, they talk about the universe and if they go down to the the physical reality as well, and then also goes into the into the into the self, right? Into the knowledge about self and the koshas, and uh, you know, even looking at an individual as as five different sheets. Um, what happens after death? So it does cover everything that you need to know in many ways. If you look at it, where did it originate? Right from. Yeah. You know, where did it originate, where did it all start, uh, how did it start, so who came first, like, was it the chicken or the egg, right, which is an unsolvable problem and they do handle that by saying what happened in the beginning, right, so um, so it does handle, it seems like this was the science of that time as well as uh, the the learning about cells, so it was all kind of mixed together, right, in, in many ways they learned this um, in the Guru So. Eventually, I think we separated and, you know, the way uh, the Western world looked at it. And now we look at this as spirituality, but this was the whole understanding. Yeah. So now moving moving forward
2: uh, to the next, uh, on page 62, we have this praise uh, uh, for self-knowledge. You know, uh, I'd love to hear your comments on, you know, what, what, what did you folks pick up from that particular part of the reading?
1: So, so, um, uh, Rajesh, you know, when I when I read, you know, <clears throat> I I had this doubt, like you know, for for example, the, the 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 normal knowledge, I mean, not the knowledge of the self, you know, any the, the other knowledge that we acquire, you know, it, it says that it is um, kind of relative, and um, uh, you know, you you read something, um, uh, you know, at the early stage, and then you understand something, and the same thing changes after some time when you read. Uh, or you have a, an additional understanding on that and so on. So, whereas it says that, you know, the Sankhya is not that, you know, it is it is, uh, it, it kind of, uh, there's no relativity there and it stays as it is. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, I agree to that, but the question that I have is that uh, when I read, if I'm in the process of understanding the self and I read, suppose, these scriptures or any of these finishes and so on, Uh, when I read first time or when I read for the first few times you know the understanding is uh, I have an understanding and then you know uh, as I as I move uh, you know as as I read more you know my understanding deepens or it changes right so the you know um, is it like you know the knowledge is fixed and my understanding changes is that what they are trying to refer to that and whereas in the first one The knowledge itself can be, uh, uh, you know, uh, a changing one. I don't know whether I put across my question adequately. nice said that, this is exactly,
7: you know, these are the confusions which came to my mind also. And this line in the page 63, uh, maybe uh, the second para in the top, the last few lines, this means that the ignorance has not gone knowledge which is subject to correction is not absolute knowledge. So does that mean it is similar to saying there is just one ultimate truth, right? Everything else which is subject to correction, you know, the way he explains science, things are evolving, which is objective, it keeps changing. Yeah, not know whether I asked me. Very, very good
4: question. A very good question. Uh, One way I can think of uh, of answering this is, I think in this case, when you arrive at that self-knowledge, right? When you arrive at that place, then you will know it. That you don't have to look further. That. You've, you've arrived at that knowledge, right? When, if and when we do this, when we get there, we'll know it. However, it seems like anything that we are arriving at with respect to science, it seems to be, we cannot for sure say that that is it. That is the, that is the truth and there's nothing else that's going to change from there. You see what I mean? Um, yeah, think about yeah. the mask.
1: So, so, think so about in the mask uh,
0: You know, it, it's a process. Sorry. I'm cutting out the thing.
2: Go ahead, go ahead Ajay. Yeah, I think he's he lost Ajay now. No, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, think about the world first that people have done on wearing the mask. Are you able to hear me? Uh, for uh, during the corona problem. Then as the knowledge keeps increasing, you know, they keep changing. But this knowledge, it is said that this is the only knowledge which does not change. And this is the reality.
4: Actually, even the understanding of physics went from, you know, whatever it was. And then Newton came along and then Einstein came along and then came you know news bore had you know their own different version of what that uh, uh, the reality of the fundamental physics problem is and then it kept changing right um it so it seems like there is obviously a reality but we are just uncovering different peels, and we are our understanding keeps changing but we don't know for sure when we arrive at one of the peels that this is it and you cannot go any further but with self-realization I think as you peel and uh, peel away and go inward and inward and at some point, I think you arrive at this place after which you know that you cannot go further. So that must be the truth.
0: Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah. Well said, Kishore. Sorry for the point. So, so, you know, I I kind of get sort of what, uh, you know, you're saying, Kishore, that it is kind of, it is it. I mean, there is, that is kind of the ultimate thing, but Aren't we sort of, in a way, comparing sort of apples and oranges, in the way, in the sense that, yes, there is an ultimate reality which is the I, which, when you get there, you you do, and there's a process, and certainly I'm kind of going through that, and I think probably at a very early stage. So, that process of getting from A to B is a is a long one, and we individually will get there in the way we do, right? As sort far of as science is concerned, you know, whether it is physics or whatever right i mean the process of uncovering the ultimate truth or reality is possibly longer maybe we're you know our our, our abilities are, are lacking or whatever may be the reason but it kind of felt to me that i mean there is an ultimate reality either way whether it is the I or whether it's the universe or whatever it is right but the process of getting there is is different and so in some sense not comparable to me
2: Yeah, you're right, Ajay. You know, it's not that you know they're comparing, but you know, look at the uh, step back for a second. Forget about you know the scientific knowledge versus versus the knowledge of spiritual uh, knowledge or the or knowledge of the Atma. Forget about that. Let's look at the fundamental problem. You know, we talked about the three fundamental problems that we human beings face, right? And one of the fundamental problem is you know this this problem of ignorance that we have. You know, why do we keep on learning things? Why do we keep reading newspaper every day, for example? Because, you know, we we want to keep ourselves abreast what's happening because that there's this fundamental thirst for removing ignorance. Unfortunate, but that's a reality. That's what we are built up with because that's not our true nature. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, now science, is, science is providing you information bits and pieces in such a way that uh, you're getting something and you're kind of, you know, satisfying your curiosity, but it's never complete for you as an individual, right? But then this path is saying, okay, the moment you know that you are that Atma, right? And you, the moment you realize that you are the Atma, then you have no more fear of ignorance because you are that awareness. You are that intelligence. That intelligence actually, eliminates the ignorance.
0: Actually, yeah, I mean... At, okay.
2: yeah.
8: So so, so so the... Is it like, you know, there are questions in our mind that are unanswered, and we keep seeking those answers. And once we realize, you know, uh, there's nothing more to seek, and we are content with ourselves, with where the things are, with what we are, and we're just content with that, I think we stop seeking. And that's when you realize that, you know, uh, this is it, like, I don't need to go any further. I think all the time we are seeking for answers, lots of questions in our minds. and all the time and as as we are going up out of curiosity or whatever reason it may be, you know. And once you realize that, you know, I do. I mean, once I'm content with what the way things are, with who I am, with what we, you know, with what it is around us and what it is with me. So that's when you realize
0: that I'm content and no longer I need to seek anything anymore. Well mm-hmm. said, right. and, yeah. and 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 to the, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know I, I you know just to add to that I mean, so once you get to this point where you kind of know the I and the your sort of consciousness and and you kind of got to that level. I mean, you know, the sorry, I'm like <laughs> rambling a bit, but somebody has got to do the science, right? Because we live in a material world, right? And so you know I've got to that level somewhere okay where I'm the ultimate sort of whatever right but the world continues right somebody's got to kind of you know do the, do that this, part of it right
2: this is exactly the discussion I had with my wife today at the end of the day you know out of the eight billion people that that, uh, that we have in in this entire universe there are people at different stages in their in their progression and each one of us will have to pick on what we are built with rather than do something else that we are not
0: built for. Right? So, 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 uh, so sorry. Uh, is your true nature here.
2: to quest in search for the ultimate truth. This is your true nature. You have to follow. You don't have a choice. That's your
0: dharma. So, are you saying that, you know, a, a set of people will kind of seek that ultimate sort of quest or truth and then there are a bunch of people who are not there yet or who have other priorities or other inclinations or whatever. Uh, okay Who will do the other bit? I mean,
4: in this birth, if you look at it that way, in this birth, I what you just said, just add in this birth, right? So maybe Mm -hmm. in a future birth or in one of the future births, things would change and they would start to seek, right? Um, Mm -hmm. the ultimate reality, all right? Actually, I'll try, I'll
5: try to again
7: go. uh, one of the other thing which uh, comes to the mind here is that once I have you know achieved that ultimate truth or knowledge, will I you know stop learning? Will I not no more be a seeker? And that's something I, I'm not able to adjust because that's my, exactly. my nature has become that of a seeker, and I started enjoying it. You know, <laughs> learning new things every day. Yes. No, exactly. So, well said, Rajan. Like, yeah. Well said. No? No, so it's this is actually that, you know, I, may not be a very good, very good uh, comparison, but mm-hmm. I it never you know excites me uh, the fact that you know I'm born in a middle class family. I, I I always you know think think very uh, uh, look down upon the people who are you know have been born very rich and who have no no goals in life and who are uh, living a life of, uh, maybe that's my view, but I always, even if there's another birth, I would like to be born as a middle class and, you know, then take those steps and come up in life in whichever way I uh, have. Uh, so, uh, maybe I'm not able to explain properly, but uh, will I stop to become a seeker is what uh, my question is. Let me, let me just
5: go back to, I had shared actually a statement that for a spiritual mm-hmm. seeker you first try to find out who you are, so you keep doing. Okay, I'm not the body, I'm not the mind, I'm not these objects around, I'm not this, 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 this. Finally, arrive at your the pure consciousness, which illuminates everything around. So you, so then also the duality exists, right? That there is a pure consciousness, and then there is the rest of the world, which we said we are not, which is not our body, not mind, not these objects around, etc., etc. The second step that happens in this process is where you bring back whatever you said does not exist back into that pure consciousness. So so today's session when I started and said have everything actually exists in our pure consciousness. What that means is whatever you see just take example of just seeing, you know, there are five things, but whatever you see image is actually created back in your mind illuminated by the conscious, because if you are dead, the mind doesn't, you know, mind need that consciousness, so that's the, that's the purpose of that consciousness. So everything actually that you experience is within your consciousness. And I think where I am getting is, once you realize that, that the entire universe is actually in your consciousness, so it doesn't appearing, the world will continue to appear, I think the beauty would be that it will not impact you you will learn for the sake of learning, in the sense okay, why is this happening, why is that happening, it doesn't bother me, but I want to know, so I don't think so, I wouldn't call it as a seeker, because seeker to me is to finding this, this uh, pure consciousness but, in fact the best, so the experiences they have, they imagine the the God and then live with it. Those experiences are exhilarating. They're not seeking anything. You have you you know what you are, and then when you try to look at the food you taste, it'll be just for it. That yeah, it is an appearance, but yeah, it tastes good. You'll actually enjoy it as the taste. So. So think of it, it is It is not that you will stop enjoying the world, in fact, you will enjoy it far more better because there is no attachment, there is no likes and dislikes left to it and you will enjoy oh, wow. as-is.
7: Yeah, last last bit
2: is
0: oh, really... So, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. so Rajan,
2: Rajan my, my, guru, my Guru was saying one day, you know, People came and asked him. I believe, you know, after you became enlightened, do you do you have stopped drinking coffee? Do you do you not like coffee anymore? He said, No, I really enjoy coffee. Why do you say that I will not uh, drink coffee? Right? know I love enjoying coffee. I drink coffee. Then the, won't you read newspaper. He says, Yes, I will read newspaper. Why? Because if I have to tell you a story, I have to relate to what uh, to your context. That's why I read it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I asked my guru this time when I went uh, to meet Paramatmananda, Kishore, you know him, right? When I met uh, Swami Paramatmananda, I asked him, you know, is uh, Nidhityasana the last stage of this thing? Is it like uh, Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale? He wrote a great book in 1900, right? Early 1900. And you know, he said, I have read the book. It is not exactly that. But the difference is, in in Nidhityasana, we know what the reality is and we are becoming the reality. Whereas in Power of Positive Thinking, they are just using visualizations they may or may not be aware of reality. That's all. So, the point that I'm trying to tell you is, he has read that book. Please understand, he doesn't need to read the book, but he's read that book because there was a question from me. Some bloke who has come and asked this question, you know, he needs to explain to that guy. I think, you know, we are probably well on the topic and I think we've probably got a good handle of, yes, this knowledge is important. We need a guru and we uh, have to prepare our minds. I think the point that is unstated in the whole thing is we don't have to look for the guru. Guru will appear. We have to prepare our minds. That's the point that I think we have not stated, yet, discussed explicitly. So my, um, you know, my uh, my uh, feeling is that, you know, none of us will have to go look for people in saffron robes or anything like that. No, we have to keep on preparing our minds with whatever available information that we have, right? And going in that direction. And the path is very clearly laid out by Gita. And if you just keep understanding, understanding, learning what the Gita is uh, telling, telling us with the available resources, there is going to be a point of time when we will find that click that will happen, right? That's my personal experience. You know, Alpanakishore, you guys can also share your experiences.
4: No, I, I second that. Um, it, 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 even in my experience, it's been that, you know, the way you you know, explained it, uh, just to give a little more context, in my case, somebody, I, I, I don't have, my gurus are the same as, uh, in fact, Rajesh is, um, uh, Swami Paramatananda and Guru Ji. So, again, I, I got introduced to them at the right time. I was doing certain things and I, I was getting. Um, I was doing uh, certain practices and somebody, a friend introduced me uh, to the talks by uh, Paramahata Anandaji and then one thing led to the other and then I ended up meeting Rajesh many years, a few years later and then he introduced me to uh, Swami Guru Paranandaji and so on so it's like things will connect uh, and uh, uh, that's been my experience as well so as after one when you're ready for the next Somehow, things seem to connect and it gets introduced. Whether it's in the form of a friend, it's in the form of some other um, way, but you do just introduce. is how I've experienced it. All right,
1: that was a great uh, discussion and, today. J- j- just one last question, Rajesh. You know, so ahead, when sir, yeah. you guys when you guys say that you have found your guru, you know, that Kishore or contacts you, uh, you know, uh, what does it mean? I mean, you he's like a, uh, you know, he's like a go-to guy for, you know, uh, when you want to seek something, when you have questions, you know, you go. Uh, and learn from him. I mean, of course. I mean, whatever he has written, whatever he has said. I mean, you'd I assume that you'd have gone through that already. But he. But what does it mean by saying that you know you have uh, you? Uh, they are. So it just
2: means exactly that. You know, if you want to learn English grammar, Renan Martin is your go-to person. Okay. So in this case, if I want to learn about the spiritual science, this person. And his talks and his way of uh, living life is my Guru, that's all it means, that's all it means, it's nothing else. I don't go and talk to him if I have a you know a problem with uh, the way I'm dealing with the world, I don't go talk to him at all. If I don't understand something what he has said, I go ask him, okay? Swamiji, you said this, but I did not understand, can you explain this better? Oh. It other mean than you that, you know, he doesn't solve any of my other problems.
8: There are a lot of people for their worldly problems, they do go to their gurus, you know, for their worldly problems, seek solutions, like, you know, with their family matters or whatever it may be, Uh, if there is some problem, some health issue or whatever it may be, they do go seek blessings from the guru or, you know, to ask them how to, you know, proceed further in life when there is a dilemma or some work-related, you know, hassle. Maybe some business-related hassle and how to go about it. A lot of people I know they go to the gurus and you know
1: they ask for their guidance. Yeah. So 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 Rajesh, one one again uh, follow up to my previous saying that uh, so it doesn't mean that you don't read the um, preachings of uh, other people right i mean you do no, read no, uh, I, yeah we do yes and when you get a when you get some um, i mean when you when you go through that and you find some you have some uh, cousins you go and seek from them yeah. right maybe uh, maybe you don't have a direct access to them but you will right. some of you know, yeah. figure out and get an answer. So, how is it different from the, uh,
2: the other guru actually? I'm sorry, so, you know. here is the thing, right? Uh, Satya, here is the thing, right? You know, what I have understood is, see, this subject is so vast, we could get lost, right? So, there is a need to follow a particular methodology. So, think of it as different schools, right? Teaching the same subject. Now, uh, like for example, Montessori is one school of education, and LKG UKG is another school of education. And you know, I've had two children. You know, both of them in one of them in Montessori, one of them in uh, in uh, LKG UKG system. It's very different kind of education for both of them, right? And uh, you know, take one from one and put it into the other system, chances are they'll struggle. So the same analogy, if you extend, you know, you have to go through to a certain extent to a certain. A level of understanding within one school of thought, right? Once you've got your fundas right and everything, then you go look out. In fact, in fact, most people say, you know, when you go 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 to a particular, let's say that you you are vibing well with one particular, you know, person, right? Who's who's t- and their teachings, you know, then they say they would most probably say that you know, just follow me only. After some time, you know, you'll once you get the enough grounding, go follow everybody else to figure out what is right, what is not. Till that time, they will discourage you from doing it because you will get confused, not because they think they are great.
4: Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, Satya, we must all, at, at least in my case, I must also add that the gurus don't know that I exist. So, I must say that, <laughs> so it's, a, it's, it's virtual, I've written letters to him, but that's pretty much it. Right.
5: Point hey, I be surprised. They know you more than you know
7: yourself.
5: <laughs> yeah, because my experience has been that he answered more questions than I could even articulate. So, that's the beauty of it. And he said statements which actually
6: thought, Oh, this
5: could have been my, you know, sort of I was thinking, which was the doubt. You know, I couldn't even articulate the doubt and he cleared it. So, I mean, that's the... That's the beauty of a Guru. They know you, <laughs> in and out, <laughs> and they'll, they'll they'll tell you sometimes directly, not many times, Even my Guru doesn't give instructions per se, but he's made statements that have made such profound impact on my understanding on the Guru.
2: But there is one thing that you could, we can always go and ask, uh, ask people who are our spiritual guides, which is, when there is a this, I have asked also, that's why I'm sharing this. When there's a confusion whether there's a right or wrong, what you need to do, okay? You know, there are some dilemmas that you will face at some time or the other where even the knowledge that what we have may not be sufficient to solve the particular right or wrong situation, okay? At that point of time, seeking somebody else's help, especially the spiritual guide will help. Mm-hmm. Only, in the, only in the point of right or wrong, you know, he... I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, you know, hundred percent convinced that you know, I can go tell him, you know, this is my business problem or this is my, you know, problem with my family, you know, can you solve me, you know, the guy will, my guru will say, you know, yeah, it'll happen, go on. He'll not give me any answer, you know, you'll just say, okay, let's natural course, take his course. But you ask him a specific question, okay, I'm having this dilemma. This dilemma is because of this reason, describing him the situation, okay. Uh-huh then they will give you a right guidance as to what is right, what is wrong. Then it's up to you to decide whether to follow that or not.
3: I think a lot of the times a guru or a teacher would make you an inquirer, like maybe get you to ask or look for certain things that might be related to what your dilemmas are or what your curiosity is. And And I think a lot of the times that is also an art, to get you to be a thinker. To get you to be an inquirer in a different Mm -hmm. manner and then to see a different perspective because a lot of the times like Alpana was saying I didn't even know I had this question or I didn't even know that this question can be stated or you know that was my question. It's just guiding you to be able to articulate better or even to realize that this is my conflict or dilemma or question.
5: And this is so what good. I was uh Rajesh, when I said, they do have special powers, they do have special mirrors that will reflect, you know, what you seek, even though, you know, <laughs> that's... Now I understand
2: right. that,
8: yeah, now <laughs> I understand it is, yeah. yeah, because uh, Ramakrishna... The people very well, they reach people very well. Yeah, absolutely with your facial expression, with the way you talk and everything, they they can just read, get right to you, like, you know, where are you coming from, what is it about you, that's why you have gone to him, you know. They can just read by talking, you know, a few words with them, they can read the whole of you. Absolutely, in fact,
5: uh, there have been instances where I also try not to reach out to him for any you know, mental issue, any, any problem that's in my mind. Um, that I want to see. There have been cases, instance, he usually doesn't call, but he will call that day. and he will ask you how things are, and may not directly answer it, but will point to the answer, and it's just so uncanny. It's just unbelievable, and it's uh, you know you get goosebumps. That how did this happen? So, so yeah, they do have special powers. <laughs> That's what I believe. Thank you, for, yeah. for
1: sharing. Yeah.
2: So uh, I know I think 743 right now. Okay. So, are we? Do we want to continue on this topic a little bit more, or should we wind down the session today? I
1: wind
2: I up. Okay, that's great. So, uh, just before we close, uh, this week, you know, I think I think because it was a pretty easy chapter, I think we have to probably struggle with the next few pages. So, I think uh, for this week, let's do page uh, sixty-three till the end of the chapter. And I must already warn you: this is not an easy three-four pages. Okay. So please, you know, uh, feel free. That you know, we will have to start discussing as you read it. Please do not read it the last day. I can assure you, you'll not understand it. Okay, I that's think
7: my. I was uh, red, and I've not <laughs> understood anything.
5: <laughs> you want to to the one that had shared language of paradox? <laughs> it points to that. <laughs> so oh yes. <yeah. laughs>
2: So VP Rajesh, I knew that, you know, you were working pretty late in the night yesterday, but please don't do that for this week. <laughs> hey, you, you know Rajesh? what?
6: I thought, the game away. I thought, I would make like that, that observation. That. In my defense, in my defense, I had read this these pages actually last Sunday and I found them very easy, um, so therefore, <laughs> you know, I was off the entire week. <laughs>
0: good comeback yeah I didn't read
6: it I was too <laughs> crossed
5: in Swami Sabha lectures. like so I didn't answer your question that I must read the pages first and was waiting <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad yeah it was easier one than that.
2: <laughs> but yeah, please I, you I know my hum, you humble repeating. request
5: when you said Sorry. that change, yes. that you know the answer comes in that I knew immediately yes
2: you're talking <laughs> <laughs> so I, I glanced through the pages i've not read them still but i knew that i knew the topic so i can Except yeah. for us to move to the next stage that's why i am saying this all right i think we will close the session today with a customer prayer so oh.
0: Saha no, Oh, all of you have a peaceful and blessed day forward. Thanks, everybody.
2: Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you.